most of these people that think they're fours and fives are actually just nines or introverted and feel like what it's like to be withdrawn. Um, but fours and fives don't know how to fake it the way nines do. Hey guys, welcome back to Not My Type. This is Malia. And this is Jack here. And I'm so glad you decided to join us again. Uh, so as you, if you have been following us around, <laughs> not, not personally, again. Uh, if you've been following us recently, um, you would know that we've been doing a series of mistyping episodes. And so we wanted to come back with a third mistyping episode. I know we're kind of dragging it along, but I think that this one's actually really important. And we got so many questions about yeah. mistyping and like, how do you tell? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so this one is like, ideally, hopefully not super long, um, but we're just going to kind of like cap it off and just cover, like we talked a lot about like how you tell apart like a one from a three, you know, or all sorts of pairings that might get confused. But today we're going to talk about just like the essential basic qualities of each type. Yeah. Like um, if you are not experiencing this or if you're not showing this. Reconsider. Right. Like, seriously right, right. reconsider. So again, what we're going to say, like you should take with a grain of salt, which we always say. I mean, yeah. we're Disclaimer, for very sure. fallible. We're <laughs> just people. Um, but I do want to say like the Enneagram is about motivation, which we know. And everyone mm. talks about that all the time. Um, but that doesn't mean behavior doesn't matter at all. So it's like behavior is important and you can't. Like, I can't look at Malia's one behavior and say, she must be this type based on that behavior exclusively. However, behavior over the course of one's life will reflect the core motivation. So, mm. if it, like, I just think that's, a, like, people often use the it's motivation, not behavior thing as a way of excusing the fact that, like, they're mistyped, basically. Right. They'll be like, I'm a four, but I display all of these seven-ish traits <laughs> and, like, doesn't matter because it's about motivation, not behavior, you know? Yeah. So we're going to cover some of the main, like, really important behaviors that, like, might be forgotten or overlooked when we talk about type. And also recognize that over the course of looking at, like, maybe all the fives you know or whatever, there is kind of a similar vibe that that is expressed in all of them. And so that's kind of what we're touching on is, like, what are these core things that are similar amongst all of the fives, all of the fours, all of the sevens, that if you're not expressing them, then you're probably not one of those types. Yeah, and just like a warning, I don't want us to be apologizing the whole time and like reminding you like, don't take us too seriously. So like, obviously this is not law, but um, we're going to say it dogmatically. So we're going to say it like, if, if <laughs> well, you're not I saying might this. <laughs> not. <laughs> I think we should try to though, because it'll, it'll help like ultimately you're going to see behaviors. And if you don't, yeah, like yeah. there's an issue. Yeah. So let's start with eight and we're going to start with the body center uh, and work our way around. Yeah. So one thing I was thinking about eight that I wanted to talk about is I think so many eights um, or rather so many people who think they are eights are actually mm. ones or sixes. That's like so common. But you wouldn't think that because the eight is like so sure of themselves and so confident, but the six is like their, their whole thing is that they're kind of unsure. And six is oscillate between being like, I'm completely wrong. I have no idea. Or like, I'm totally correct. You know? Yeah, that's true. And, and so I think something to talk about is that you'll notice with eights, there is because they're so top dog and they've lived their whole life making themselves top dog. There is like, they're naturally very strong, but there's not a need to prove that strength. That's important mm. to recognize. Like maybe in some nuanced way there is, but ultimately they're not, they have so detached themselves from their own innocence and vulnerability that they don't know what it's like to really feel insecure about that. So their insecurities are so far from them that you won't see them regularly trying to prove their strength. Whereas like a six, you'll see reactive behavior like you would in an eight, but sixes are trying to prove to themselves and to the world that they're, that they actually are capable. Well, proving your strength is actually admitting to the world that you're vulnerable about that thing. And I think that exactly. that's what I notice about the eights across the board is that there's like, complete denial of vulnerability so it doesn't like they don't, it doesn't occur to them that they would right. ever need to prove their strength like their strength is proved by their lives you know yeah exactly and even saying like oh i need to prove this through this thing by by, by achieving this That's is so weak <laughs> is saying like I'm, I'm weak and you see that you know yeah there's also like i don't know if this is very helpful but the vibe i get from eights is like gruff like hmm. boundary like battle wounded like I've been through hell and you can't say anything to me, you That's know? That's so true. Yeah. There's a level of like disrespect of anything like tender. Like it's just like, it's like to be scoffed at. Yeah. And so like, I think a great word to try and like describe what you're saying that pops up in my head is grit. 
Like this sense mm, of like, yes. I have grit no matter what. Yeah. And like, so that six is trying to prove their strength or that one who thinks that they're like really angry all the time. Like without that grittiness, it's not going to be an eight, you know? Right. And so like a six might be sort of reactive and aggressive or mm-hmm. a one might be sort of like angry and passionate and justice oriented. Um, but remember like eights are inherently so subjective. Like eights know that they're playing by their own rules and they don't care. It's like whatever. Yeah. And I think that that like that idea of grit and, and specifically the idea of an inherent grit. I think mm, like yeah. um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen that movie True Grit, but like. Yeah. That entire aesthetic <laughs> is, is eight. Is an eight. Like this idea that you're either born with it or you're not. Like you're born with this like innate grit or you're weak and you're like worthless and I'm gonna destroy you, basically. <laughs> like, there you go. Is kind of the vibe I get from eights, you know? Well, it's like Voldemort, who arguably is not an eight. I wouldn't say he's an yeah. eight. But that like that eightishness of like there's only power and those who mm-hmm. are weak enough to not take it or those who are strong enough to take it or whatever. Right, you right, know? right. Like that's, that's what eightishness is. It like eight is so cutthroat. It doesn't feel fear. You know, it doesn't mean eights don't yeah. have any fears at all. It's just like without that intensity and, and grittiness, you're not going to, you're not going to be an eight. Um, I think this is a pretty common mistype. Actually. I think a lot of people are more frequently um, ones or especially sixes. I think mm-hmm. so many sixes mistype as eights. But I mean, ones like you said, even though there might be, and I think aggressive, the word aggressive can get people con- confused because that is like, that doesn't necessarily say what's being aggressive. Like, you mean what, like eights being as a, an aggressive type? Yeah, aggressive like people stance. talking about eights, ones, and sixes all being aggressive. Like, I think the word aggressive can be confusing because... Three, seven, eight are aggressive types. Yeah, aggressive I mean, stance. that's yeah. ag- aggressive stance. But like, okay, maybe someone's pushing something towards you, but what are they pushing? You know, like... The ones hmm. might be pushy, but they're not pushing their inherent grit. That's so true. It's not their agenda for the one. Yeah. You know, yeah. like eights shove their own agenda and they have no like apology for that. You right. know, the one might be shoving what seems like their own agenda, but to them it feels like what's best morally, like overall. Right. You know, the and, it's, and to them it's not like I'm doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because I have to, because the, it's right. And the sixes likewise are like pushing are, are also being pushy, but they're actually pushing their insecurities. That's so they're true. They're like, these are my insecurities. And like an eight would never do that. Never. Yeah. So you'll see, again, like you'll see lots of different behaviors from sixes, but I think to consider the fact that like nines and sixes by far um, are the most common types. And mm. so, and, and eights, there are eights, of course, but they're not nearly as common as sixes. And but, I think. But they might show up, like, like you were saying the other day, they show up more in history. It, which yeah, is interesting so even true. though they're like more maybe like rare they're impactful well because like you see huge figures that end up running the show and like writing the story of history and that's literally like think about the eight like the eight makes themselves the victor you know yeah like we think about adolf hitler and like other hugely horrible tyrants that mm-hmm. were basically trying to dominate the world and you can't even envision like i've seen i've, I've even thought myself about arguments of like Hitler might be a one or like a six or anything, but like ultimately you can't really get to that level of power with that much drive and that much force without being an eight. Without inherent grit. Like this idea that like, I know what's right and it comes from myself. So I can't be deterred from my path. And that's what makes eight so terrifying because they're renegades. Like they just do their own thing. I basically like, I'm seeing in my head this, this idea of like, um, like a like a really large horse for some reason but like you know how sometimes um in order f- to get like horses or dogs to like move forward in, in cartoons they always like put that banana like the in carrot. front of the, the, the carrot. carrot yeah, yeah. Okay. the banana <laughs> let's hang a banana for this dog to eat I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> but like they, they hang the carrot. Okay, sure. Yeah, the, the carrot or the cookie or whatever. But with an eight, I see like the eight has has hooked in this motivation to themselves. And they're like, I don't need someone. I need anyone else. Yeah. Like to no like, reward. Right. To show this reward. Like I've I've put the reward in front of me and I'm driving my own motivation. And remember, like that goes back to eights being a rejection type. Because eights, mm. twos, and fives all have this issue of like, if I were to acknowledge and receive, it would be showing that I have need. So yeah, the, idea, the yeah. idea of like wanting the reward, like to say, oh, I want the carrot for any other reason than like, I have my own internal drive, right. is basically for the eight to say like, I actually need the carrot from you. Mm. And that's giving power away, you know? So the eight would never, and yeah. 
Wow, that's so interesting. It's so interesting. All right, what about the nine? Nine is so. I think okay. This is a this is just a disclaimer. I as far as I can tell, and as far as what I've read, like you could debate this, whatever. I think nine is the most common type. So, honestly, most of the time, if you're any of these other types, you're All probably the actually nine. Just went. Oh. I know. <laughs> like no one wants to hear that, but like it's the most natural way of like learning to live and cope. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, but adapt like, to literally everything. And I think I think something that might cause like mistypes as nine is if you're conflict avoidant. Like people might think, oh, I'm conflict avoidant. Like, bro, you can find an excuse to think anyone is avoiding conflict, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Except maybe an eight. You know, like there's there's a way you could argue that every other type is wanting to avoid conflict mm-hmm. as well. So like the central piece for nine that's so essential is that they don't have a sense of their own presence, really like of their own impact and their own ability to affect the world and, and change it. Like they don't realize that they have a voice that's necessary. Mm. And very different from the eight who is literally putting the carrot in front of themselves and running after it. Like the nine is moving in the world, but literally just moving at the whim of anyone's carrot. Like, like anyone's like, Oh, it was over here, over here. And the nine's just kind of like merging like that's what I that's what I would yeah. say. It's like this idea of merging with whatever's around. To be honest, I think because they're merging, it's not even like there's a carrot, you know? Like there's mm. no there's no need to reward the 9. The 9 will move without much prompting at all, you know? Interesting. And that's the point. Like the 9, I think the carrot metaphor works for the 8, but like the 9 doesn't need that kind of motivation. Like they they don't feel like they even have the body, like that like they're body dominant but because they're also body repressed. There's a sense of like, oh, I can move myself, you know, like when they wake up to their true body, like they realize, oh, I actually can move and I can have grit and like I can, I can move myself. But for the nine, I think it's like, because they're merging, they're not, they're not a horse, you know, like they don't realize that they're a horse until they wake up and they're like, oh, I'm actually a horse. It's just sort of like, (laughs) what a realization. (laughs) It's, it's like their water, you know, it's like, yeah, I like something. I'm like an amoeba dropped into the ocean. Mm -hmm. It's like. I, I don't have a choice. It's like, no, you're not an amoeba. You are a horse. So go somewhere else. Like, do something, you know? Yeah, that idea of, like, I don't have a choice. That's actually really interesting. Like, um, the nines. <gasps> That's so true. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't have a choice. That's so essential. It's like, I've been dropped in this world. My bo- my body has been dropped in this world. And I'm trying to use it, but I haven't been given this inherent, like, idea of what I'm supposed to do. There's no, there's no... So I go with the flow, you exactly. know? Exactly. There's no real presence. It's yeah. like I'm half present because mm. I'm body dominant, but also body repressed. So like, what's the key thing that, like maybe if, if you're like, if you're very sure that you're a nine, like you're not a nine, like, I, like what is that thing for I the nine? I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe there isn't one thing for the nine because the nine is the crown. You That's know? so like, true. It's everything yeah. all at once. Um, but I think the closest thing I would say is like the nine will always be making space to contextualize reality everything like a nine, what does that mean like a nine has a way of of seeing every side of everything basically yeah, you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's a way it's like well i could see it this way i could see it this way um i actually think there are a couple of nines i know this this is kind of bizarre i think it often goes the other way but there are a couple of nines i know i think that are actually ones mistyping as nines because they have a nine wing and so they mm. see that part of themselves that wants to avoid conflict that wants to be comfortable mm-hmm. um but there's like a rigidity to one. There are nines with one wings that can look sort of rigid. And there are ones with nine wings that um, might be a little more reserved. But a yeah. lot of times, like if you don't have that free flowing, I could consider anything. And like, there's this warmth to nine, you know, yeah. there's this like general, like not all nines are super agreeable, but, but it's hard to find one that isn't, you know? Right. And that, that phrase, like walk a mile in my shoes, you know, like that is the entire nine aesthetic. Of like, like walk my life in your shoes. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. You know, it's like, and it's so easy for them to do that. It's so easy for them to put on anyone's shoes and walk a mile in them and, and be like, I understand you. Like, like they are so flowy. Because there's no self that they're clinging to. Right. So like, there's no cost, you know, to like, to inhabit yeah, your shoes. I'm the, not having to take off my own. It's oh, like, I was right. never wearing shoes. It's like, right, okay. right. Because they're, they're constantly prepared to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. I think that's enough for nine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, one. Yeah. Um, so what I wrote down for one was actually this, like, drive for integrity. This, mm. like, feeling of 
Um, I mean, we've talked before about the lie of like, I'm bad. So I think their entire behavior is kind of like seeking almost like a legalistic type of, of a vibe to the one that's like, I want to earn this integrity, yeah. you know, and I have yeah. to do that from the outside in. I have to do that. You know, a lot of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think integrity we think of as an internal thing, but for the one, I feel like integrity is actually something that their body earns for them. That's what they think, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's another thing to consider too. Like a lot of people think they're ones uh, because maybe they are a nine with a one wing or whatever. Um, But consider the fact that like ones are inherently dogmatic, inherently dogmatic. And because of that, even though they might be critical on themselves, they are also frequently very sure of themselves, very sure of themselves. So you, right. like, I think the most common mistype for one is actually six. And so many people who are sixes yeah. think they're ones, but like what sixes have is that oscillation all the time between I'm completely sure I'm not sure at all. Yeah. Yeah. And ones don't exist that way. And because of that, you sense this rigidity in them that they're not necessarily looking for all of the answers because they think they already have them. They think mm-hmm. they already, because remember they're, they're a body type. So what they're responding to their sense of integrity is based on instinct. I feel it in my body. I feel yeah. the sense of what's right and wrong. Whereas the six is trying to determine that in their head, you know? Mm. So like, look, look for that body centeredness in one. I think a lot of people who are not actually ones think that they're ones, but that body centeredness is what could help differentiate because ultimately they are sensing in their body what's right and wrong. And right. that's what they're responding to. And the the desire for this justice with the one is really different than the desire for truth with the six. That's so true. Because, like you said, it's a it's a body thing versus a mind thing. Like the the one's battle for integrity is a body thing. It's it, it's hmm. body centered. The six's fight for truth is a mind battle. Yeah. Like they so go true. back and forth with their mind. But for a one, they're doing everything they can to fight for this integrity. And I think when when the ones become most aggressive is when someone combats the the belief that they've owed their life to, you know? It, because it's in their body. It's like exactly. in the very core of them. And then when you're like, oh, that's actually not right, then they're like, oh my gosh, I've been selling my soul to something that is not actually going to earn me integrity. And that can be really threatening to their ego. But and, and but the thing is, I th- like the vibe I get from the one is that they will ignore that and they will continue to try and fight for that truth that they have already put in that, you know, that investment in. Whereas the six would actually be like, oh, you're right. I- I'm wrong. You know, maybe yeah. I maybe I invested in the wrong thing. But a one, I think, will fight a lot longer than a six would. If, if someone were to be like, oh, I think you're wrong, actually, you know? Well, and because, like, remember, one, as a competency type, is convinced that they have come to the bodily truth from a point of objectivity, you know? Yeah. Whereas sixes approach it from a reactive perspective. So, mm-hmm. like, sixes are inherently subjective, and they know that, and they are trying their best not to be. But they oh. can't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas ones don't actually think that they handled it subjectively. And that's why they can be so dogmatic. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I actually saw it from all sides, and, like... I like I was considering what was good and what was bad and I wasn't letting my own self, my own agenda leak into it. And that's why ones are so restrained because it's like I never let myself leak into this process of bodily sensing it, you know? Yes, that that piece. I've never really understood that that aspect of like the rigidity of a one, but the idea that like they believe that they're doing it objectively. Of course you would be rigid. In, yeah. in your beliefs, in the, in the way that you interact with the world, because you're like, why would I second guess myself? This was objective. Like, I came to this decision from totally reasonable standards. Like, I have no reason to think that I am fighting this battle on the wrong turf, you know? Yeah, and, like, you end up thinking that you are the law book, you know? Because you'd handle it objectively. You don't think you're a person with the law book. You, like, yeah. you think you are the law book, you And know? even if you believe, really, that you're flawed you still believe that you're in the right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's why it's, ones are so like obsessively critical with themselves and, and the world because... Well, well can... why would you be critical of yourself if you didn't think you had the answers? You know, it's like that that even that cycle yeah. of thought is yeah. the one. It, it's saying like, maybe I, I'm wrong, but I myself 
know how to punish me. Yeah, and they resent their own humanity for that. Yeah. They resent their own existence as a human. And I think that's like, that's so much of what one-ishness is. And that's why like their sin is wrath. Like it's a godlike wrath. But right. they're humans, you know, and they hate being human because what they feel, the sin that's running their lives is, is godlike wrath, you know. Like but I, because they believe themselves to be godlike in their wrath, they feel like they can turn that upon themselves and then they can make themselves better yeah. and then go about their lives and then continue that circle. All right, let's move on to the glorious two. This one is going to be a hefty one. Uh, I think twos are, especially in the culture Malia and I have existed in as yeah. Christians in America, um, this is probably the most common mistype, especially since, mm -hmm. like, honestly, we were looking at the stats the other day. I was looking at the stats, at least. I don't know if you were. But, like, 80% of our listeners are female, like 75 80%. So women who are listening, uh, are you a Christian? <laughs> are you a mom? Are you a daughter, sister, friend? Um, this is this is time for you to consider yourself. Um, <laughs> so many people think they're twos. Um, and here are a couple like essential things about two that it, it, it's kind of like a deal breaker. Uh, you know, like mm -hmm. if, if this isn't what's going on, then you're not a two. Um, the first thing I would say is remember like two as um, dealing with the issue of pride is under the impression always that my intentions are good my intentions yeah. are, are pure right and because of that there's like this even like in contrast to one you know i mean they all do this to some degree but there's like a god godlikeness in this as well yeah. like a, i i could never be bad you know even if what i did was wrong you know like intention is much different than behavior like oh man I, I, maybe i did that and i'm so sorry about that but like i didn't mean to and so then it's okay you yeah, know, and that's so that's so key. Like twos will gladly apologize over and over and over about things that they don't actually feel sorry for. That's right. like a big trend, right? Because they want relationship all the time, um, but they are dealing with pride, and that's going to go back to the sense of like, actually, my intentions were pure when they often weren't. Yeah, and that's like that's where the ego gets defensive because the issue is like, and that, and that's how you tell them apart from a one actually because mm. like, the one is trying to convince themselves to be pure. And they know that they're human and they resent that. But it's like the two isn't really dealing with that battle because they're not looking at their own darkness, you know? Right. Whereas ones see their own flaws so clearly. You can be a two with a one wing and that'll murk, make things a little murky. But like twos are blinded to their own darkness, you know? And that's the point. And because mm. of that, twos will blame others, even if they're not saying it. If you're blaming yourself, you're probably a nine or a six. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's I think that's good. so common. But just because nines and six are so, are so prominent in our society. So many people who think that their twos are actually nines or sixes because they're mm -hmm. blaming themselves or um, they're just like agreeable or they're selfless or whatever. And they think that means that they must be a two. Right. Because the two, at least in the culture, I mean, I think this is true, but but in the general culture, the two is kind of um, seen as their entire identity is wrapped around being generous. Their entire identity is wrapped around like giving and, you know, quote unquote, being the helper. But I think... You can help, but what is the motivation behind that, um, behind that helping, behind that giving? And I think for the two, it's this pride. Um, and I used to not understand what, what it meant by pride. I used to confuse pride with vanity. Pride with the two is saying, not only can I help you, but I don't have any needs. And I can help you and you and you and you and you and you. Because it'll never be about me. Yes. It'll never be about me. And I have all this time and all these resources that I actually don't have, but I'm going to tell you that I do and I'm going to to like fill my schedule with helping, quote unquote, helping people because I believe I can. Yeah. That's and so that's true. where the pride comes in. And honestly, I think the pride comes in in outward humility. Like, yes, exactly. Being Fake, like, false humility. Yes, yes. Like trash humility. Like, 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 um, I'm trying to think of an example of something like that. But well, just the, I don't, I don't need help. I don't need your support. I don't need, like all of that. Like, right. think about the, this is embarrassing because I, I can go a lot of days <laughs> not seeing my own twoishness because I can look so like vivacious and kind of more aggressive than a lot mm. of twos that I can get away with not really looking like a two most right, days. Right, right. Um, but a I have this one friend who she always asks me the right question and I hate it, but she was just sort of checking in on me. She's like, Hey, how are you doing? What's your support system? Like, like, is it healthy? Are people like, do you have good people supporting you? And I was mm. like, 
yeah, I have great friends. And then she was like, no, but I'm asking like, what's your support system like? Like, do you feel supported? And I was realizing like, that's not something I ever really feel like I need, you know? And that's, right. that's crucial to two is that like everyone needs support in some ways. And maybe a two can be awake to that to some degree. But the sense of like, I actually need emotional support. I actually need someone to like care for my, like my own wounds is like, like the way I, I care for others or I try to, you know? Yeah. Like, the two isn't really shoving it down actively. They just don't necessarily consider that there are like deep wounds. Like I think a lot of twos forget that they're wounded. That's, that is some like, right. People don't realize that like twos might wear their heart on their sleeve, but like they'll express their wounds as if like you asked for it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're right. like whenever yeah. they're trying to get their needs met, they'll express it as if like, I'm not selfishly bringing this up, you know, no matter what it's like a, mm. Oh no. Like I, I'm only doing this because you asked. You know, or I'm only I'm only sharing this because whatever. Right. But I don't actually need your support, you know? And right. I realized there's like this tendency for me. I was thinking back to like a couple years ago, I was reflecting on a couple different relationships I had and thinking like, whoa, I would text those people and be like, Hey, I need your advice on something. And then I'd call them and we'd talk, whatever. I didn't need their advice literally at all. <laughs> I was calling them because I wanted to feel connected to them. Hmm. And I felt like we were distant and I wanted to change that. But I was I had I didn't even realize this, but like I always had my mind made up on the things I needed advice for, you know, I was already totally sure of what I was going to do, but it was like, Oh, help me. You know? And I, and I think part of that is like the seven ishness and eight ishness in me. Like, yeah, I was going to say there's, there's a level of confidence to my type that it's, it's a little different, but, um, ultimately I think there is this sense in two that like, they don't recognize their need for support, which goes back to object relations. You know, Mm. this idea that like I have rejected the part of me that needs guidance, support and, and protection. I don't need to be protected because I can over identify with this nurturing function. Yeah. And because because of this, this is so key. Like this is how you tell people who are nines from twos is that the two is furious when they're not seen as an angel, basically. <laughs> it's like if I'm not seen for, for having superhuman love, my ego's yeah. threatened. So it's like they can't just be good friends and, and good lovers and good moms and good dads, whatever. They have to be the best. There's this like right because there's, this... there's a com- there's a competitiveness co- competition rather with like other givers exactly like to to prove that you actually have no needs you have to be so much less needy than everyone else you know right so the image that's presented it's like it's not enough for me to just love you and that's why like twos have such big expectations about how people should respond to what they give mm. because it's like I need you to affirm that you are saying to me basically yeah you're actually an angel. And I've gotten all this love from all these other humans, but like your love is angelic, you know? Right. And when the two doesn't get that, like I've noticed so many, like I was literally talking to a two today who was saying like, is this like wrong? Like, should I, was, were my hopes too high? And the answer is like, yes, your <laughs> hopes were too high because you were expecting this person mm. to like worship you for this response. And right. Yeah. What is that? Uh, what's that word for when you die on the, on the pedestal and like you're, you were willing to do that. It's not mercenary. That's like totally the opposite. A martyr. A martyr. Yeah. I I was talking to this one, like middle-aged mom one time and she was like expressing how she, she was feeling like she was a two and, um, and that her husband always calls her a generous martyr. And I think that's a really interesting way to look at the two of, of like, Sure, I'm going to give you everything, but I'm also going to die on the hill so you feel bad. You know, I'm going to die on the hill of giving you everything so that you really know how how much I sacrificed for you. This idea of I'm going to tell you I don't want you to respond well to what I'm giving you, but I'm also going to give you everything so that you respond well to me. Yeah, and I think I think part of that is like being a dependent type. One, two, and sixes are all using this this compliance strategy. Like mm. I will move toward others and I will earn. So what is it that they want? For sixes, as head types, they want security. So it's like I'm earning security through what I'm doing. For ones, as body types, they want autonomy. Like I'm I'm earning my autonomy yeah. by knowing the truth right. about like what's right, right, right and what's right. wrong and what's good and what's bad. But for twos, it's like as heart types, they want attention. So it's like I have earned this attention and I'm going to make you pay up. You know, the martyrdom yeah. is that's what it is. It's I'm I'm cashing in my check basically. Right. And, and I that, think we've mentioned that before, that idea that the two, whether they say it or not, are it's always investing. Debt collector. It so. is. Yeah. And so the the three next, I think 
the absolute core value of the three is that they are just showy. Like there's there's this unadulterated ability to say things that they're proud of. I've noticed like, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. And you're and like twos will often try and avoid saying that, but still get you to notice what they're doing. But like threes are just like, oh, I, I, I did this and it was awesome. And they're so willing to, to have that showy presentation. You know what it is? It's because they're aggressive types. So that their yeah. style is demand. So it's like, it, I think a lot of threes vibe with the word earn, just like the dependent mm. types would. But for them, it's like they have already earned it. So it's there's no insecurity about like, right. I'm presently earning this. You know, like the dependent types might be insecure about that. It's like, well, because I haven't earned it yet, I'm earning it presently. So like, I don't want to show it off and then fail. You know, mm. and then I didn't earn what I wanted. Right. But wow. for the three, as, a, so as an aggressive type, like they're in the future in their heads. So it's like, I've already earned the attention that yeah. I'm getting in this moment. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, this, I can be boastful about it because I have nothing to lose. It's like, I already have a right to this in a way. Right. And because of this, like threes are always going to have this collected nature to them. Like there's this flavor of like, I can boast because my image is collected and refined. And like, they're not... They're trying to mask that insecurity of like, I need attention with seeming like pristine and kind of perfected. They want to look perfect, basically. Mm. And because of that, like, I think there are ones that think that they're threes. It's like ones are concerned with perfection, you know, but ones actually care about that perfection. Threes just want to look perfect, you know? Right. They want the image of perfection. There's an inner versus outer difference And that goes back to heart versus body, you know? Yeah. The image in the heart of being perfect versus like the bodily sense of like feeling in my body like I'm actually perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Threes are also competency types. And so this this adds this layer of like cool level-headedness to it. And that's why they can look mm. so collected because the way they handle their problems is with uh, don't get emotional, just think about it and handle it, you know, like ones and fives do too. Right, because, well, getting emotional would kind of cut down on their collected image. Like people yeah. who have it together and have already earned it, they don't need to get emotional because there's nothing that they're afraid of. It's like their resume speaks for them in their yeah. heads. You know, it's like, it's not actually me speaking. Wow. There's it. The three can look like they're not insecure because they're an aggressive type. So being future oriented, they've like already done the work, you know, right. They processed it ahead of time. And because of that, it's like their resume is speaking for them instead right. of them. You know, it's like, there's nothing, nothing to lose because I already have the credentials. Whereas I think with the dependent types, one, two, and six, there's, this idea that like I haven't earned it until someone's checked my resume and told me it was good. Yeah. Like that's when I feel like I've earned it versus the aggressive type. It's like, oh no, I already did the work. I know it's going to be checked out. It's good. Um, there's this internal overconfidence. Overconfidence. Yeah. yeah. Remember that threes are necessarily emotionally aware. I think there are some eights who might think they're threes. Um, Eights are not reading a room emotionally like threes are. Mm. So threes present unemotional, but they actually are quite emotional because they're constantly reading the feelings of the world around them. And remember, as a heart type, the landscape that they create in their head is always going to be a feeling landscape. It just will be masked with a whole lot of like, I'm collected and calm and cool and like have nothing to lose. Yeah, I think we talk about the collected image, but I think I think I really like that you brought up the way that they verbalize themselves because I think that that's also really collected like I think about the threes I know and the way that they're able to explain because they're so they're in the competence triad and because they're like so kind of you know quote-unquote emotionless and they don't bring it into it It seems objective yeah and they're able to really firmly state this is how I'm doing and it's hard or it's it's whatnot you know but like they're able to do it in a really clean collected way it's not messy like definitely not like a two or a six is explaining you know sometimes in a kind of a a frantic like and this is going on you know like they're really able to very objectively explain like this is how i'm emotionally doing you know that's so true yeah and it's not like it doesn't feel personal to them yeah because their true heart is so far from them it's like when they talk about the way they were emotionally affected by things which they will because they're heart types Mm. it's almost like it didn't happen to me it's like this is what happened emotionally but like i wasn't upset by it you know right i think about my dearest friend maddie grace wood if you're listening this one's for you Um, (laughs) i love her she is the most difficult person to offend you can't 
like you almost you almost can't offend her like she'll and she'll say that all the time she'll just like and it's not something she like boasts about i don't i like i don't think she even realizes that that's like something she's really good at Mm. but like even when she should be offended she's like oh i wasn't really bothered by that because her own feelings are like so far from her and yet the feelings of other people and the feelings of the world are so clear and so she'll feel things eventually and it'll catch up to her but most of the time when she's talking about her feelings it's sort of like this happened i felt it and it's a fact you know but it's not like it's still messy for me and there's a similarity in talking about the three kind of like in the removed emotions and the nines removed body because recognize that they're all adapting their centers. Yeah, so, as attachment types. Yeah, as attachment and types. And you're talking about three, six, and nines. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to point out that the main difference is that the three is still talking. You know, like, even though they are kind of removed from the emotional state or from, like, how they're doing, um, the three is, is able to present that image and the nine doesn't often. Like, they, they don't, as a... as a Body type. As a body type and as their, like, natural status. Like, they're not going around being like, this is the image, you know? Well, that's because that's, like, that's not what they're adapting, you know? Exactly. Like, the nine is adapting presence. It's like, I will adapt my presence to fit whatever's here. Because they're a body type and the mm-hmm. body's about presence. Um, but the heart type is about image. So it's like I'm adapting my image for the three, you know. Um, that's a great point. Also, I don't know if this is helpful for anyone, but I think it's another important thing to note. After nine and six, I think three is probably the most common type. Um, so that that is like if you think you might be an aggressive type, three is pretty common. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of threes like to see themselves in seven and eight as well. And it doesn't mean they can't be sevens or eights ever, but um, I think threes are, are more common than we realize. Let's talk about four. Yeah, okay. Oh, boy, this is a doozy. Number four. I was going to do it in Spanish, and I literally forgot. <laughs> forgot cuatro? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not my night. Okay. I've never taken a day of Spanish in my life. <laughs> Me. Okay, well. <laughs> um, yeah, number four. Uh, what I think about when I think about the fourth neurosis is angsty art boy slash girl who, who's like their entire identity is just like, I'm different, you know, or like I'm hurt, you know, like that's kind of the, the vibe. Like, I don't know. I keep saying vibe in this episode and it's because like, that's really how I'm, I, I can conceptualize these types because they do really have like very distinct vibes and like, you know, Jack, you like to say flavors. And I, and I think that that's true. Like, yeah, yeah. The four has this flavor of, of, Oh wait, you said this great the other day. It has a flavor of disgust. Disgust. That's, yeah. that's what I was going to bring up. I, I, I think there are a lot of people first and foremost, you know how like nines are often mistyping as twos. I think, Somehow, even worse, <laughs> nines and twos are often mistyping as fours. Both nines and oh, twos frequently yeah. mistype as fours um, for different reasons. Um, but to put it lightly, like nines and twos do not have the flavor of disgust with the world yeah. that the four has. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's because, um, remember, nines and twos are nine is an attachment type and two is a rejection type. But four is a frustration type. So the general form of existence is feeling unsatisfied Mm. sevens deal with that unsatisfaction or dissatisfaction um with optimism and ones deal with it with like objective correction and revision um but fours they deal with that frustration and that disappointment with reactivity and and negativity so Mm. everything everything about the four like the four will have this approach to see the world as like everything about it is frustrating and irritating and kind of gross and so, like, to be affiliated with anything else in the world is often disgusting for a four. Right. And I think people don't realize, like, if you don't have that jaded flavor of, like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not it's not going to be a four, you know? Yeah. And also consider fours and fives are the least common types by far. Mm. I think fours are probably second second to least common um, to fives. I'm sure they love. Which I know. They, they, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Um, but a lot of times there are just nines who are like, they experience an emotion and it, because nines are so placid, it's like, I felt that so deeply, even though it wasn't actually deep. Right, right. But to them, it's like, I was something other than homeostatic for a moment. And now it's like, everything is so intense for me and I'm really sad. It's like, no, you just had a bad day or like right. something really unfortunate happened to you. 
doesn't make you a four. Um, another thing, this is not, this one isn't universal. So like I, I can think of a couple fours I know like who can be empathetic, but so many fours are like, I'm such an empathetic person. It's like, okay, babe, you're not a four. <laughs> like yeah, recognize for the four to be disgusted with everything in the world because they're withdrawn type, you know, so they're moving away from the world because everything in the external world is too mundane and disgusting to them. Mm. Because of that, it's like, doesn't mean fours can't ever empathize, but empathy itself is to associate the self and connect the self to the other, to that external world, which is like disgusting to them, you know? Right. So fours might, um, you might, you might realize that fours don't want to be associated with other people. So if you think you're a really empathetic person, like a really empathetic person, uh, it's very unlikely you're a four. I think that's important mm. to realize. Like fours are heart types, um, but they're very self-concerned. Um, and there are a lot of twos who think they're fours because they're like, oh, I'm such an emotional person. Girl, that's true. Twos are, are very emotional people. <laughs> but and they would hide that. You know, they, they wouldn't go around being like, and I have all these needs, like we said earlier. You wouldn't go around being like, and I am had all these expectations for the world and the world let me down. You know, like that's not the vibe of the two. But that is the vibe of the four. And and we've been mentioning, like, there's this flavor of disgust. Yes, but I I think it's it's even more than a flavor. It's like a the four is drawn to disgust. Well, it's the aesthetic of disgust. Yeah. Because it's an yeah, image. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an image type. So the, right. the, the four being in the heart center is concerned about, like, this image. It's like that's what they attach to. Is like right. if I'm not presenting as disgusted with the whole world – people won't really get it that I'm better than right, them and that right. I'm different than them and that I'm above them. And it's like, that's why the four is like an alien of sorts. You know, it's like, they want to be this hot alien. It's like, and if I'm not, <laughs> then what, you know, yeah. my ego is threatened. So I think a lot of times if you think you're a four, actually, Oh, another thing I forgot to say, so many sixes are, are mistaken as fours because they're negative and pessimistic. Mm. So if there's like, if there's oscillation and hyper concern and doubt of self, fours don't really doubt themselves very often. They hate themselves pretty often, and sixes do too sometimes. Um, but fours aren't distrusting of themselves like sixes are. Yeah. Fours aren't placid and empathetic and can see all sides like nines do. And uh, fours are not over concerned with the other like twos are. Mm. So I think this is a pretty common mistype. Again, people are complex. You could be a four, you're probably not. Yeah, and that that flavor of disgust, the the aesthetic of disgust, it's it's almost this kind of like like a hope that something goes wrong, you know? Yes. Like, oh, what's that word? There's like this crazy word that someone made up. That guy Lock-a-sism. made. Up. Yes. Oh my gosh, is that the word? I think so. It's oh my the, It's the wait for disaster. Like yes. the awaiting of disaster. There's like. Um, this is yeah. Go like ahead. as a disclaimer for anyone who's listening. Um, Malia and I both like stumbled upon these videos years ago and then like connected when we were like, when we were first becoming friends, we were like, oh, this video, <laughs> um, it, it's this guy called, I think his name is John Keenig. Um, and he has this YouTube channel called the dictionary of obscure sorrows. And like once every couple years, he'll post this beautiful video describing a word that he defined. And I think this one is lacosism, which is this like hope, like that you're awaiting for the downfall of the world. Right. You're like, there's this yearning we all have for destruction. And for things to go terribly wrong. Yeah, the the example is like uh, this like inward hope that your house burns down, but like no one dies. So you can start again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like there's this inward hope that like, I mean, this is a really morbid, but like a family member passes away and you can, you can kind of get this, this empathy and sympathy from all these people. Um, and you can also like feel it deeply so that you can feel grief to its extent. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's something to talk about for four. Like four is always reaching for the essential quality of depth in everything. And because of that, it's like they're swimming deep into the ocean, you know? So every time they, their body that's full of air is pulling them back up to the surface, they start freaking out. You know, it's like, mm. I don't want to be associated with anything above air. So I need to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. But in even pro- if I drown, even if I drown, exactly. Yeah. And, and if even like, if no one else is down there, you know, no one else might be down there, but like, I need to go deeper. And because of that, there is this intense separation from the world. Um, another thing I wanted to say, so many people think that type four is the, I feel everything type. Mm. This is your clarification. That is false. The four has specified their heart space to very specifically intense emotional states because they don't want to be associated with the external world. They only want emotional states that feel different 
and unfelt by others, you know? Mm. So it's like, I want really, like there's a, there's a yearning for really intense grief and pain because it's like no one else could handle it, you know? Yeah. And that's where the elitism comes in. Yeah. Because no one else gets my suffering and no one else gets my strengths within that suffering, you know? And so I think that's really important to realize like fours are not the people that like feel everything. They feel very few things very intensely. Right. Right. And that's how they separate themselves. So it's like their highs are really high and their lows are really low, but it's not like a whole spectrum. You know, it's like I'm either on option A or option B or option C, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not like they're like flowing in between. Like I think nines might think that way sometimes like a nine who has a flowy state of being and like their emotions sway and are kind of hard for them to interpret. It'll feel messy and flowy like that. Right. So honestly, even though nines are not very expressive, a lot of nines will think that because they're the, all the feels type that they're a four, but like, trust me, that is not what four is. Four is about this limitation of emotional realities to only things that are like special, you know? Cause it's not, it's not unique to feel everyone's pain. Like it doesn't make you more special to put on someone else's shoes and walk a mile. Exactly. It, it actually makes you generic and it <laughs> makes you understandable. And yeah. that's what the four is fighting against. Like they don't want to be understood. They don't, they don't want to be able to fit in anyone else's shoes or for anyone else to fit in theirs. Yeah. They want to be like, mine are way too small or way too big or it's it's gravelly or, you know, whatnot. <laughs> gravelly. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest difference, yeah, I think. Yeah, I get your point. Okay. Number five. Fives. This is, if you think you're five, you're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There are fives. They're just the rarest. So like. It, it just the fifth neurosis the way of learning to exist in five-ish space is the least reasonable and the least likely it's right. like the most difficult to survive because even four like four is like so rare as well because it also sucks and it's also really difficult um but fours are still like sort of in touch with their own needs a little bit so there's this sense of like i'm trying to get away from the world but like there's still some degree of like connection to it yeah there's not an angstiness like there is with the four yeah, the be- because the five is a rejection type. So they have double rejected all of their needs. It's like, I don't. Yeah. Bas- okay, so when we talk about object relations, let's go back for a second. Um, if you remember this at all, the withdrawn types four, five, and nine have an issue with both parental figures, um, and they've essentially shoved them into one unit. And so that, that represents the family. Mm. So fours, fives, and nines as withdrawn types are all moving away um, to try and relate specifically to the issue of belonging. So the sense of having a place to belong is an issue for all fours, fives, and nines. It's that nines are attached to belonging. So that's why nines are attachment types and are so beloved by all, typically, um, and are so agreeable because they've literally attached themselves to always belonging everywhere at all times. Yeah. So yeah. the nine will merge any any which way to stay in a sense of belonging. The four is frustrated and disgusted by the sense of belonging. It's like belonging is a threat to me, a threat to my ego. The five is not disgusted with it that way. The five has rejected belonging. So it's not, it's not that same angsty flavor of the four, like you said. It's like so long ago they signed a contract saying like, I'll never belong. But it's not like they take any pride in that. It was just like, okay, that happened. you know. Right. And that's their way of existing because they're a head type. They're not dealing with an image. They're dealing with a practical way of trying to plan and like see the world and observe it and understand what's true and what's safe and what's trustworthy without being at risk. I literally think about the five as like that really awkward kid that's like tapping on a glass of a fishbowl and just being like what's going on in there like i i I feel like that's the way the five kind of looks at everyone else and observes it's 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 separate um it's unemotional it's very observable and it's like this the the lives of these fish are interesting to me but it doesn't affect me at all emotionally because i'm so separate from it yeah and i think that's like this is the connection between four and five and why they can look similar sometimes is because the five and the four are both aliens it's just the four is taking pride in like my identity as an alien right Whereas the five is like uh how could you not be an alien it's like that's just like the way to be you know yeah and so they're like the five has this inability to connect with the world because they have basically said, I've never needed to belong. I've never needed to have a place. So I don't want you to give me anything and I don't want to take anything from you. Um, because if you give and I have to receive that forces me to acknowledge the fact that I need to belong, which is like the five is like, ew, I've, they're so disidentified with that. Yeah. You know? The five is like just 
they're just like awkwardly content yes. with life. They're content with being awkward. Yeah, that's, both. <laughs> it's like they're horribly detached. I, I, that's okay. That's so judgmental. Forgive me. Um, if you're like five, the archetype, the archetype of the five. Yeah, it's just like it's kind of like it, it's so clunky. It's so clunky, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of nines will think they're fives because they don't know how to express their emotions or like they don't know how to talk about themselves or whatever, or they feel really withdrawn. I think that's a lot of times like if you think you're a five, you are very likely an introverted nine. Just a really introverted person, yeah, you know, yeah. who might feel a little awkward or you might be social last. That's another thing, too. Like a lot of people who can't read social signs might think that they're a five. Um, but the reality is um, fives fives cannot play a role of someone who engages with the world the way a nine can. That's the thing. Like nines might feel awkward, but feel like, well, I had to engage in this space or I, I played this role or I did this job. And like I was able to be likable and I was able to be friendly. and I was able to be warm. Because I had to play that role. Yeah. Fives can't play that role. They cannot play a role because they have never considered it necessary at all because they're not an attachment type, you know? And, you know, they can play a, they play a role, obviously. Everyone does. But, like, think about the roles that we see fives play. Like, a lot of fives I know are, like, scientists or, like, um, we've mentioned this before on, like, a couple episodes ago, but, like, a, a YouTuber we really like is a five and she, everything is just, like, observing and commenting on the things that don't make sense with cynicism and like right. snark you know and i guess what i was saying about playing a role is like they can't fake a role that's what i'm saying yeah like, it doesn't mean they don't have a, like a role to play ever it just means that like if you feel like an awkward person who can like do their best to try and fit in you're not a five like the five has no feeling of needing to try to fit in that's that's yeah. part of it it's like their separation is comfortable for them and and to engage with the world is dangerous because that forces you to realize that you're rejected. See what I'm saying? Do you think that you would, like, I can't speak to this, I guess, because I'm not a five, but, like, do you think you would know if you were awkward? Like, do you think you could, like, see that? Or do you think you would be detached from that as well? I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's a five this morning, and she was saying, like, we weren't talking about awkwardness. Um, I think she is kind of an awkward person sometimes, um, but I also love her to death, so I'm biased. But, um... I don't think she's really bothered by it all the time. She's bothered by it when I think it interrupts her ability to communicate ability to like, but she notices it. Yeah. She's, she's aware of it. Um, but it doesn't seem to bother her that much. Hmm. Sometimes it bothers her when she needs to give a speech, you know, like when she needs to accomplish something intellectual. I think that's a lot of it is like the five wants to be able to master what they are trying to do or understand or conceptualize. Um, but yeah, that, that feeling of like being awkward is like, that's that's like part of the deal with being a five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think a lot of sixes think they're fives too. Like a lot of sixes want truth and people think fives want truth. Fives do want truth, but they really want new truth. Fives like fours are so separate from the world. So the way the four is reaching for depth in the ocean, like the five is going deep into the ocean too, but not for the feeling of being deep in the ocean. They're going deep in the ocean because they want to find something in the darkest spot that has never seen the light. You know, five, yeah. the, the essential quality of five is insight. They want to unbirth, un, no. Un- <laughs> they want to unearth something. Unbirth. <laughs> That's so backward. They want to unearth something. Yeah. That has just never been seen. Right. Um. So like the where the six wants truth, five wants truth that has never been found before. So when mm. things are stated as like a this is objectively true, the five immediately wants to respond with like no, you know. Right. It's like no, I know better, or there like there's something else. Like five wants to figure out the rules and upend them, you know. But not necessarily out of like an identity thing because. They would never say that, but almost just as a curiosity. Well, because they think that, like, what is established? Remember, like fours, they're so separate from the world. So what's established and out in the world, they think is is kind of hiding a lot of insight, you know? Mm. And that's why they're observers the way they are. Because what they're always looking for is that, like, eureka moment. Like, I found it. You know, that's what five is looking for. And sixes and sevens, who are also head types, are not looking for that eureka moment. They're looking for something that might feel like that so they can feel secure. But for them, it's more about truth or for seven, it's like entertainment or stimulation, you know, some sense of like for five, it's really about like deep concentration of, of thought. Hmm. Um, the same way like four is deep concentration of emotion and and image. Like it's a very specific feeling that fours want to feel. And for fives, it's a very specific thought they want to approach. And that's why fives like think a lot about a couple of things, you know, or talk a lot about a couple of things because there are only a couple areas of reality where they 
are engaging. Yeah, oh, that's so interesting because it kind of fits with the four, but in a different way. Like, you know, the four maybe feels a few things really deeply and the five thinks about a few things, but really deeply. So they're both withdrawing into very specific tunnels, I guess you could say. Yeah. But the one is doing it in a heart stance and the other one's doing it with the mind. Like, think yeah. about the way that they're engaging in, with their centers. You know, the the four in the heart center is saying, like, I'm going to feel these things and it's going to be my identity. These really three, like, niche things that I'm going to keep digging for is going to be become my identity. And the five is saying these three niche insights are going to become my mind. They're going to become my yeah. truth. And I think that, like, you can really see the withdrawn nature of the four and the five. Um, because of how specific they are. I think nines, also withdrawn, get away with not looking withdrawn because they're attachment types. So they're adapting their sense of presence because they're body dominant. You know, that's yeah. that's part of it. It's because the, all three of those types are body repressed. So they're not showing up the way they should. Um, they're not engaging with the world the way they should. But fours and fives, not being body dominant, can get away with being absent because they're not concerned about being present. You know, presence yeah. isn't a concern. But nine being body dominant and repressed is concerned about trying to be present but also can't really be mm. and so i think like a lot of like most of these people that think they're fours and fives are actually just nines or introverted and feel like what it's like to be withdrawn um, but fours and fives don't know how to fake it the way nines do nines fake it to fake their presence right, right 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 all right numero six yeah i think sixes are pretty interesting um my friend that's a five actually that i was just talking about a moment ago she mistyped as a six when she first hmm. learned the Enneagram and, and was like digging into it because she's skeptical. Well, right. sixes are skeptical too. I would say like the birthplace of six has to be self-doubt. Yeah, I was going to say like if you don't second guess yourself, then you're not a six. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like the, the essential quality of six is truth. They're hunting for that. And in that process, there's always going to be this, like, troubleshooting. Right. And this, like, outward consideration of, like, I'm not sure I really know, you know? Yeah, and if you're not prone to asking for advice, I think that's another thing. Uh, if you're not prone to outsourcing that search of truth. And for sixes, it might not necessarily be people they're asking for advice, but mm. they're looking for external truth, you know? Right. Like, I have a friend who will, like, when she doesn't know what she needs to do, like, we'll just Google it, you know? It's, like, immediately, it's, like, Google <laughs> yeah. has the answers. It's, yeah. like... Okay, maybe Google does have a helpful answer. If WebMD is your third most <laughs> Google search, oh, then uh, you, you're a six. You might be a six. You would be a six. <laughs> um, but yeah, also like going back to the thing we said about eights, like sixes feel the need to prove their strength because the narrative in their head is, I can't do it. I can't do I'm it. I'm incapable, yeah. Um, so if you don't have that like need to like prove yourself as strong and capable, you're probably not a six. Right. Right. Another thing, too, is that um, the oscillation and reactivity of sixes is essential. Mm. Sixes are always going to be emotional people. Sixes are always going to have a lot of, like, anxious energy, you know? Even the most counterphobic sixes still carry that anxious energy. And I think this is, like, kind of a separate conversation, but a lot of, um, a lot of conversation on countertype can be confusing. I think people talk about sixes as if, like, if you're the sexual six, you are the countertype. And you're counterphobic. But right. the reality is, like, all sixes have phobia and counterphobia. Um, it's, and even the most counterphobic sixes are going to be anxious people. Yeah. And so what do you mean by that? Like, when you're saying, like, what's the vibe of the difference, I guess, between the phobic and the counterphobic? Well, like, the counterphobic six will be, like, screw you. I'm doing it my own way. Right, right. Whereas the phobic six is, like, I'll follow the rules because I want to feel safe. Like, they both want to feel safe. Yeah. But that, that part of us that relates to authority with, like, a do I trust this authority? Mm. there's an answer that's yes and that's the phobic six that says i do trust authority so i'll play by the rules right and there's an answer that's no and says i need to get out of here asap because i don't trust whatever and that's like that's why sixes can be so like, broad conspiracy theory oriented oh yeah because it's like they're out to get me you know there's this <laughs> like and that's how you sense a six really this this constant concern with like there's something hidden that i can't see like someone's hiding something from me and I should be concerned about it. I, I think we've talked a lot about the six 
in the other types that we've we've gone over like um but I definitely do see at least in my life and the people I know like two kinds of sixes there's the 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 one that optimist types as a nine or a four because they're kind of like quiet and and very like almost mournful or, or something like, like relating to four I see what you're saying yeah, yeah yeah very like just feeling very deeply and then there's the there's the six that that often mistypes as a seven and eight or, or or more like an eight or a one, I guess, who's very like aggressive and more pushy about their um about their insecurities and their fears. But the core trait of all sixes, like we've been saying, is really that you always come back to this battle between do I trust my outsourcing? Do I trust my own mind to pick the right people or the right newsreels or the right, yeah. you know, sources basically to put my faith in and to pursue this as truth. Yeah. That's so good. The other thing too, sixes are always going to be pessimists. That's part of it. Like that's mm. part of the deal. If you're not a pessimist, you're not a six. I yeah. hate to say it. Some sixes will be like, I'm a realist. No, babe, you're a pessimist. <laughs> like you're saying that because you want to feel like you have a grasp on reality. But um, anyways, I think that's all for six. Yeah. We sevens, we put you last because you need to learn how to wait. Um, <laughs> whoa I'm kidding that's dramatic um honestly I when I was writing my notes I wrote freedom in like really all caps lots of m's um when I think about the seven I do think about this this core desire and and kind of motivation towards freedom so all of their actions are kind of like do it myself go after what I want um and leave the rest behind there's kind of this like floaty nature that whether they're aware or not of what other people are expecting of them they don't really care their their default is to just kind of like go after what what they they want and what they think they deserve that's fair i also want to say though like i think a social seven might not be like that you know a social seven might be more concerned but um yeah you're right like ultimately the seven wants the freedom to do what they want and that's like that's so crucial I think something I want to say about sevens is that uh, just like with the six, except inverted, like if you're not an optimist, you are not a seven. Yeah. That's so crucial. Um, but on top of that, similar to twos, actually, sevens hate, 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 hate to receive other things mm. from other people. Um, it's, it's a different reason for the two. The two doesn't want to receive because it threatens the ego of being the giver. Whereas for the seven, they don't want to receive because it threatens my freedom. You giving to me and me receiving from you is you placing a tie on me, basically. Yeah. Like tying a string between us, and I don't want that. So mm. sevens are always wanting the chance to take care of themselves. Um, and I think it's important to realize, like, some sevens who are immature might be able to receive things from other people. And I'm not just talking about, like, someone gave you cookies, but, like, sevens will be really defensive when you try and offer them help or guidance or like, oh, I can like emotionally care for you. Like sevens hate being emotionally cared for. Right. Because it implies that like, first and foremost, that others have the right to limit my freedom, you know? Mm. And on top of it, that, um, that I have a problem, you know? Sevens don't want to see their own pain. So it's like, right. Every time right. you're trying to help me when I'm in pain, you're exacerbating, like putting a magnifying glass on the thing I don't want to see. Sevens don't want to be given things. They don't want to be seen as vulnerable necessarily. And they definitely don't want to see their own pain, but they don't mind fixing it themselves. And they don't mind looking selfish. Whereas the two, they might seek to fix their own problem or to like get it in a backwards way. But their main prerogative is to look selfless. And like, that's the thing, like twos as heart types want, want to be seen as a good person. You know, I want you to see me as a good, kind, friendly person. Um, sevens aren't concerned about that image necessarily. It doesn't mean they'll never have any sort of image issue because like everyone has an image they construct. Right. But sevens as head types are ultimately primarily concerned about entertaining themselves. Guys, thanks for sticking with us. This episode was way longer than we thought it would be. We thought we we're like, it'll be five minutes, yeah. whatever. We'll be done in a second. <laughs> but you guys don't want five minute episodes. That's that's kind of lame. Yeah, I hope this was thorough. I hope it was helpful. It's currently 2 a.m. where we are, uh, and I need to go to bed. So between now and next time, please look us up on Instagram at notmytype, Enneagram, 
and e- email us at notmytypeenneagram at gmail.com. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to DM us. Look us up on Spotify. Follow us. Look us up on Apple Podcasts and um, leave a review. Uh, five we need, stars. We need those. Preferable. All of the stars. That'd be so great. <laughs> Six if you can, but you know, we understand. Yeah, we need to make like a Venmo or something. Like donate to us. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's do- the title. Donate to us poor. <laughs> we do this we do this all for the fans. <laughs> Alright, well we love you guys and we hope this was helpful and Whoa, love. Oh okay. I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, we're moderate friends. <laughs> we're comfortable with you guys and we'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Did I ever tell you about that? No. That's a poem I found in Jacksonville, Florida with Vic. And we were laughing because it's the most two-ish thing I've ever read. It's like, what what I what I want from you, can you give? What I give to you, will you take? Hey? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> the shovey generosity.